Hey guys, welcome back to The Glitter. I'm excited to have you today. I know these episodes are usually short and sweet, but occasionally we throw in really amazing guests, but they have to be really amazing. So today I've got a bomb guest. Her name is Kelsey. She is a transformational facilitator. Transformational. I already screwed that up. It's transformation (laughs) facilitator and author, but transformational works too, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Welcome to The Glitter. I'm your host, Samantha Parker. This show is dedicated to unpacking and unboxing your glitter in the world. It's dedicated to your besties, girl gang, and your most glittery self. We honor the glitter inside of you and all the glitter you are about to discover. It's there and it's just waiting to be seen. This is your extra special place to discover the magic this world has to offer. I might be your host and guide, but girl, you are the main character in this show. Now let's spill the glitter. It really doesn't. Okay. So girl, tell me a little bit about you. We've got some stuff we're going to dive into today, but you know, go ahead, like your elevator pitch. Yeah. Yeah. So my elevator pitch, my name is Kelsey Aida. A lot of people don't know how to say my middle name. So I like to say it for people. And really my whole thing is helping women to manifest their highest timeline, create their best life with a lot of intention and love themselves like deeply and radically through the process of creation and becoming. Because originally, I basically I had this like whole spiritual awakening when I was in my late teens, I was really depressed. And I healed from depression without medicine and with spirituality and personal development, and all this stuff. And then I was just like, man, I wish everybody had access to this information, these life hacks, knew how energy worked, blah, blah, blah. So I wanted to become an author and write inspirational books. So eventually, I started a blog, I wrote my first book, yada, yada, fast forward. Now we're five books deep, hosting retreats, doing coaching work with clients, having a blog, having a podcast. And it's all just under the umbrella of, I really want everyone to just live their best lives and love the crap out of themselves. And I feel that on my journey of, you know, struggle and growth and just my personal elevation journey, I've been able to tap into a lot of different types of medicine, you could call it soul medicine, (laughs) that helps you to really just up level in the realms of manifestation and self-love. And I just really love sharing that with everybody because I want everyone to feel awesome. That's beautiful. And I like it because people are always like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I work with like brands and businesses and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, but I just want everyone to love themselves. Yeah. That's all I really want at the end of the day. I'm like, why can't you see how beautiful you are? How perfect you are? How awesome you are? Like, who cares about that extra fat on your stomach? Like that ain't no thing. Like who cares that you have an inner critic? So does everybody else. Like that doesn't mean you're not lovable. Exactly. Okay. So you said you had the spiritual awakening as a teen. I feel like that's early. Everyone usually goes through (laughs) some sort of like adult. Well, that was the first one. So that was the first one was like in my late teens. And then the second one, I had like a legit, what people would label as like a Kundalini awakening. And that was like when I was like 24 and I just am like on the tail end of my Saturn return. So I'm about to be 29. So there's been a few up levels, but the first one was like the biggest, most intense one, I would say. Yeah. Do you mind sharing about that? What led to that? Yeah. What would you define as like a spiritual awakening for yourself? Yeah. I think I I realized and I learned and I opened myself up to the potential that like I had chosen to be here and I wasn't suffering for nothing because the way how it all started was I fell into a depression for three years. I was clinically depressed 
And I was just really stuck in it because I think at the time I didn't know what I needed to be nourished. I didn't know how to have a good relationship with my emotional body. I didn't know it was okay to feel sad. So in running from that, I just perpetuated the cycle, elongated it longer than it needed to be. And it was the perfect storm at the time. Like I was training to be a ballerina, then I got injured. So that dream kind of got like flushed down the toilet. And then I started on birth control, which messed up my hormones and made my brain crazy. And then also just the hardship of being a regular teenager. And then on top of that, like I just didn't allow myself to be the sensitive person that I was. So that was another added complication. So you just mix that all together and you get a very depressed person. And on once I hit like my pain threshold of, okay, God, universe, like I need a hand here. I can't just keep living like this. I can't just keep entertaining suicidal thoughts. Like I need to feel better yesterday. Basically, once I made that ultimatum, that's when I started manifesting like new perspectives, the right people to help me out of the slump, like the right books to read that would give me that one, you know, shift, like aha moment, like the right podcast to listen to. And all these resources just started flooding into me. And I started to learn how energy worked, how emotions worked, how much power I actually had over my reality and over my mind. And when that all started working for me, that's when things like really took off. Does that answer your question? Yeah. I think it's okay. really cool though, that you were able to discover that like at such a young age, like, I'm just like, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. I think it was a part of my purpose because now that I help so many people with it, I feel like the earlier you get it out of the way, then you have more time to help. Oh uh, yeah. At 19, <laughs> I was like knocked up and yeah, it took a long time <laughs> to be it like, it happens to the best of us. Don't yeah, even sweat it. <laughs> oh no, there's not, everything's like timing, right? Exactly how it's supposed to be. Okay. So one phrase that you mentioned, like when you're introducing yourself was that you like came into becoming, and I would just love, sometimes I like to break down phrases. I'm like, what does that even mean to you? Like becoming? Yeah. I think the process of becoming for me, my personal process is how do I want to be and how do I want to feel and how can I create my life in a supportive way to help me get there? But also, how can I just start embodying that right now? And if I feel like I can't embody that right now, whether it's the feeling or the being or the vibe, like, why not? What's the blockage? What's stopping me from allowing myself to feel how I want to feel and be who I want to be right now? And then sometimes you need to just work through that resistance a little bit, which is a lot of like what I help my clients do in one-on-one work. That's kind of a beautiful, just like pause, observe, who do I want to be? What's stopping me, you know, or how am I stopping myself? (laughs) Yeah. Cause sometimes we don't take the time to ask those really simple, but powerful questions. And when you do just take a few moments to check in with self, you know, get that clarity. You're like, ah, I've been doing all these things all wrong. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this job to try and make money so I can try and have the house so I can feel bougie when really I just want to feel bougie. Like, why can't I just do that right now? Why you got to make it a whole process? Why do you have to make it a 12 step thing? I feel like we overcomplicate every little thing when in reality, like instant manifestation is how do I want to feel? How can I embody this feeling now? And if I can't embody it now, what is in the way? Is it a belief? Is it an old pattern? Is it, you know, just me being stubborn? Is it, I feel like I have to have something before I can feel a certain way. Like we all have the narratives and the blockages and the restrictions. And I really like helping people work through those because sometimes it's in your blind spot and it's not always easy to see it for yourself. 
it does help sometimes to have a facilitator be like, well, did you notice that you're doing this thing? <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause you have to like remove yourself sometimes from yourself. Yeah. Okay. Totally. That's like freaking beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. Like seriously, that is like such a, just a beautiful and it feels easy and it feels flow. And I loved what you said too, where you're like the bouginess and I want the house because sometimes like we don't realize we don't actually want those things too. Yes. And so we're constantly like chasing something and striving for like this feeling. And then too, a lot of times when you, you know, get the bouginess, get the house, you're like, wait, I don't even want to live like this. I would be yeah. perfectly content by the river, you know? Right. So that's something too. I think people need to realize like, what is self-love for them? And what is it that they actually do want? Not based on what you're seeing online and not based yeah. on the programming that's coming at you all the time, but like, what do you actually want? Yeah. And I feel like to give self-love an overarching broad definition. It's like people who love themselves really care about how they feel. And that too includes like caring about what they need. They care about what they want. They care about following their heart. They care about feeling good. And so that's why I think manifestation and self-love tie in together so beautifully because they're one in the same and they each can support each other. Yeah. That's really rad. Okay. So you said that you wrote five books. Like I have to hear (laughs) all about this. (laughs) Yes. There are five books now working on more always. Like ultimately all I wanted to be was an author. It just blossomed into all these other things, but truly like I love writing. And if I could have more time and energy to do more, I would. Um, But my first book was called hashtag actually I can the art of affirming yourself to greatness. And that was like, right when I was coming off the depression, I wanted to create like an affirmation Bible that wasn't like fake it till you make it. Cause I freaking hate that approach. It doesn't even work. It just causes like fragmentation of your psyche. It makes you feel like you're a liar. So my whole thing was like, what if there was a guide for people on how to do affirmations in a really gentle and authentic way where they actually felt real and opening and expansive instead of like saying lies until they're true. (laughs) So the first book was all about affirmations And then because I was known as like the affirmation queen, Simon and Schuster reached out to me and they were like, hey, we want to create this book called Affirmations for Happiness. Do you want to write it? And I was like, yeah, that sounds brilliant. Like, I love happiness. I love affirmations. Perfect. So that was book number two. And then book number three and four are manifestation guidebooks and one's a journal. So the journal one is called Letters to the Universe. And it's like my special scripting process because every time I go to manifest something, I love writing, like how I said, and I love doing it by hand. So anytime I want to create something new and so many of the big, quote unquote, big manifestations that I've created in my life were via scripting and journaling. So I created a journal that has like some questions to ask yourself just to gain clarity, to release resistance, to work through some stuff. And then you just have a bunch of templates to write letters to the universe and be like, hey, universe, this is what we're creating now. Super stoked on it. Thanks in advance for your help. Really excited to feel this, that, and this, and to get into these vibes and to live this new life and create it with you. Cool. And then the other book, the other manifesting one has a hundred plus manifesting exercises for specific desires. So if you want to manifest more love, there's a whole chapter on that. If you want to manifest more money, there's a whole chapter on that and so on and so forth. And that one's called My Pocket Guide to Manifestation. And then, you know, that was four. Yeah, that was four. Yeah. Okay, well, hold and on. Then- Where can you get letters to the universe? Where 
on Amazon, on my website. If you search Kelsey Aida on Amazon, you'll find like all my books, but it's in the bookstores too. If you go to Barnes and Noble or if you go to Books a Million or most of like the major retailers in the US should have at least one or two copies on the shelf. Well, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. I love going to the bookstore and see my books there. And then I always move them. So they're like more obvious. So people. Oh yeah. And then take a selfie with them. You're like, I'm like, let me just put this at the top of the shelf here. (laughs) That's so fun. Okay. And then I know you have a new book coming out about self-love. It's a mini book, right? Yes. So I wanted to make a short and sweet guide to self-love, but it was too long to be like a PDF guide and it was too short to be like a novel. So I'm calling it a mini book because it's 40 pages of just wisdom and consolidated information and practices. So there's not a lot of like stories and testimonials and fluff. It's just literally here's how to love yourself in 40 pages. And there's 20 pages of journal prompts to help you do self-love via journaling. Okay. That's cool. I'm over here. Like I'm on Amazon. That one's called the mini book of self-love for the modern woman. And that one should be out. It's already available on Kindle, but the actual, I have actually the proof here. The actual physical copy is Kindle. Yeah. It's really like feminine and just like soft and pretty. And I found all these amazing images to use for the book. I love it. That's really rad. Yeah. Okay. I pulled up letters to the universe because I was like, have I seen this? I want to go down to Barnes and Noble and check it out. Yeah. I'm going to order on Amazon. (laughs) Yes. Order it. Leave me a review. If you guys ever want to support your fellow authors that you love, please leave them reviews because that makes like a huge difference and it helps more people find the books. That's good to know. Yeah. I always, I'm an audible like ho, like Mm -hmm. I'm always (laughs) buying like three credit packs, but I listen to like fun books, you know, I got really overloaded with the whole self-help thing. And I realized like, it's very much, you know, a lot of my friends are ex-Mormons. And so it was like, I've seen a lot of them go from like Mormonism to like almost like addictive spiritual behavior. Cause we're looking right. Cause then it's like self-help is the new religion. Yes. And yeah. I started to feel that way about myself too, where I was like, I got to get the next self-help hit self-help hit. And I was like, this is fucking exhausting. Yeah. I hear <laughs> that on, on audible. I always try and like leave a review. I'm like, this book was so good. Yes. It's a great practice. Very simple. I'm going to definitely order this. I would love to write. And then you said scripting. What's the difference between just like writing and scripting? I think scripting is more of a manifestation law of attraction term where you're journaling like your future reality as if it was happening now. So like, for example, writing a script for yourself. Kind of. Yeah. So I think that's why they call it scripting because it's basically like a script for your life. And for example, like when I manifested my fiance, this was before I had met him, before I even knew who he was, what he did, anything about him. I would just write things in my journal, like we have so much fun together. We love going out to eat Thai food. We, you know, live in this beautiful house together. We're really supportive of each other. He makes me feel really loved and nourished. And I would just write things and affirmations and ideas and thoughts as if it was my current reality, knowing that, yes, I'm not trying to lie. This is not my current reality right now, but just to get into the vibes and live in your imagination for a few minutes. And like, if this was my reality, okay, how juicy would it feel What types of things would I be doing, saying, feeling, wearing, whatever it is? And in doing that, like the universe will really just help you outdo yourself. I'm telling you, if you can get specific on not how somebody looks or what they do for a living or stupid stuff like that, but stuff that matters, like this person makes me feel supported or I'm getting all my needs met in this relationship, or this is the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. Like the universe knows best and will deliver you a good person. 
Oh, I love that. That's juicy. Okay. So random thoughts are popping in my head. I'm all into (laughs) manifesting and all the things. So I'm like, yes, scripted. Yes. The whole thing. You know, I love journaling. I'm going to pick up your journal, the letters to the universe, but okay. What do you think about like manifesting someone versus like just predestiny? Cause I do believe we've picked out a lot of our relationships and things. Yeah. I feel like it could go hand in hand. So like probably my fiance and I are soulmates and we already had like a soul contract before we came here that we were going to like do the thing and get married and do yeah, all that. Yeah, like hook it up and all the things. Yeah, yeah. We're like, okay, we'll meet up again in the next life. Like we'll, we'll do this time. We'll do it husband and wife, like blah, 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 whatever. But at the same time, like in the physical before it happens, I think it's really fun to take a, a creative stance in it and to be like the co-creator of it and to be really intentional about how you want it to feel and how you think it could possibly look without being bossy to the universe and limiting to the universe, just being open and like playful with it. Yeah. That's kind of fun. It's, it's really fun. I feel like we're constantly kind of choosing a lot of our reality, but some things I feel like we're already like, this is what we're going to do, you know? And I've even entertained the perspective of what if every desire that's planted into your heart actually isn't a desire, but it's just a premonition and you already know everything that you've already created on a soul level, but on a human level, you forgot that. So you're like, let me just manifest this thing, even though it's like already manifest. (laughs) And now you just have to catch up to it or you just have to wait for the right timing. Yeah. Or sometimes you can, you know, take a different timeline and have to kind of like swing back in. You're like, right. <laughs> <laughs> Might not always be the most direct route, but you'll get there eventually. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> so what has been kind of your favorite part of this process of writing these books and going through all this? What have you learned about yourself? Hmm. You can put that. I'm sure it's in a book, right? But <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not yet. Maybe if I do a memoir or something more personal, but Yeah, I think for me, I just can't find enough ways to creatively express myself and help people. So I feel like books is like one of my favorite ways to do that. And I don't know if you notice, but I'm someone whose brain works really fast. I talk really fast. I get really excited. And I feel like in writing, I get to slow it down a little. And it's like very grounding for me to channel via the modality of writing. Because then like something will come through me onto the page and then I'll read it back and I'll be like, damn, this shit is fire. Like, where does this come from? This is awesome. So I think just the creative process in general, I love, I mean, I used to be a dancer now I'm a writer, a teacher, and I really do love teaching people. And I have realized that it's one of my gifts to like synthesize information and make it really accessible and simple. Um, Even like when I was little on the playground, like I'll never forget this day we learned, I almost said manifestation. I wish I learned manifestation in school. We learned multiplication. So it was like third or fourth grade. I don't remember what grade you learned multiplication. And one of my friends on the playground at recess was like all sad because we had spent like four hours on the lesson and she still didn't get it. She's like, this is so confusing. Like, I don't get it. What is multiplication? And I was like, well, you know, really what the teacher was trying to say is just that you take the number that you're multiplying and then you just add it to itself however many times that you're multiplying it. And whatever I said, however way I said it, a light bulb went off and I saw her face change and she was like, I get it now. The teacher explained it for four hours and I couldn't get it. And you just told me in one sentence and I got it. So from that day, I was like, hmm, okay, I think there's something to this information, the way I can synthesize and deliver it. And from then on, I mean, probably even before then, it's just always been like that. 
That's kind of awesome though. And you've carried it through. And that's a really like great example too. Like for people that are like, what's my purpose? What am I doing? I'm like, sometimes it could just be like, you know, yeah. communicating messages and like spreading like happiness. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> or, your purpose is just like living your best life or being happy or getting through something hard. Like, yes, a lot of our purposes are tied to our career and the work in the world, but it doesn't always have to be so big and daunting. And I think people get so caught up on the word purpose. Oh, I need to find my purpose. At, what if I'm not living my purpose? Like, you can't not be living your purpose because you came here with the intention of being a human. So already like you're living your purpose in that sense. And there's different layers of purposes, like simple ones like that. Change like every day. And it's going to change and you can choose today. My purpose is this, you know, Mm -hmm. it's whatever you want. Yeah. Oh, this is a good conversation. Okay. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. You have your own podcast. I hope because your voice is like, it's I'm over here. Yes. Like I already feel better. (laughs) Yes. It's called high vibe in it. So wherever you listen to podcasts, just search for high vibe in it. I'll give you the link if you want to link to it in the show notes. And I actually co-host it with my best friend who's a hypnotherapist. So we get deep into this conscious mind and um, belief hacking and manifestation and self-love and emotional well-being and spirituality and all the glittery things that you love. <laughs> I, do. I know about what? you from listening to your podcast. So yeah. One of my best friends like is a this. hypnotherapist too. And oh, nice. It's so funny. I'm like, is this person me like, but different? Right. Because <laughs> people all the time are like, they'll be like, you've changed my life. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they're like, well, on September 3rd, 2017, <laughs> you said, <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but that happens to me all the time, all the time. Yeah. And sometimes people will be like slightly triggered and they don't talk to me for months. Yep. And I'm like, what did I say? And then they come back around and they're like, you changed my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think there's definitely similarities because as soon as I saw your podcast and the whole glitter vibe, I was like, oh, I'm about it. Cause a lot of times on my podcast, I'll be like, oh, we're just here to put some glitter in your earbuds. And I like use that verbiage too. So I was like, I'm going to really like Samantha. We're going to hit it off. Yes. Okay. So real quick though, my definition of glitter is just looking for the good things or the like miracles in every single day. And it can really pull you out of like those traps and those cycles. Right. So that's the glitter for me. And you know, your day can be going completely sideways. Like yesterday, my day went so sideways. And then I ended up like at this horse trainer, this guy train a horse and what is the word? And I was like, this is a miracle. Like, how did I get here? You know what I mean? So what's your glitter today? Ooh, my glitter today. Mm. There's so many, but if I was just going to choose one, it would be like the miracle that I woke up early because I'm not, I would not identify as an early riser. And today okay, at what six, time did you wake up? What time did you wake up? At 6 a.m. Oh, at 6 a.m. Okay. my time. I was like, Bing! And I was just awake. And normally I would be like, oh, I have two more hours till I wanted to wake up. Let me just go sleep some more. But I was like, no, I'm not going to attach to my old identity. I'm just going to try this shit. Here we are. It's a new day. It's a new me. Let's just get up at 6 a.m. and see how the day unfolds. And it was a great morning. It's been a great day. So I'm just like, what a miracle. Look at me go. (laughs) That would be my (laughs) glitter for the day. I love it. Okay, guys, make sure you head over to the glitter.me and you can catch out all the glittery things. And then of course, check out the show notes. We'll have her stuff linked up. And thanks for hanging out with me today, Kelsey. Yes, thank you. It was so fun.